Hello, and welcome to another edition of Starside Chat. My name is Aaron, and with me as always is Zach. Zach, how's it going? I have been fighting a bit of a cold. Oh so no! I don't know if my voice is going to hold out for this whole thing, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's been a while I, though. It's been a it's long been a while. Time. I am a little sleepy because uh, Sunday was daylight savings time. Oh, so that's I think right. it's it's actually like nine forty seven for me to give you a little inside baseball of when we're recording this. Well, we gained an hour though. Oh, is it gaining an hour? I'm still super tired for some reason. <laughs> you should have gotten an extra hour of sleep. I think I did nothing but sleep over the weekend. I have to say. But That's what about nice. you? How did you spend your weekend? Well, I was playing a lot of Luigi's Mansion 3, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about at some point. I made two videos that are yes. up on our YouTube channel right now if you want to go check those out. Already done. Otherwise, uh, I was keeping an eye on the BlizzCon news. Yes, let's get into it. The news of the week. The big thing that happened over the weekend was BlizzCon, and they had two giant announcements. So the first was Diablo 4, which I guess they sort of already teased. We already knew this was coming. Overwatch 2 was sort of the surprise announcement. I guess surprise is too strong a word as well, because like it had been leaked that Overwatch 2 was coming. But they, they officially announced both of them. Uh, at BlizzCon. I have a lot of questions about Overwatch 2, but do you have anything to say about Diablo 4 before I start asking questions? I mean, I think Diablo 4 looks pretty cool. I'm not huge on that style of game, but oh I like it every once in a while. And like people love that franchise. So uh, I uh, linked like Game Informer, Game Informer posted a uh, gameplay video of, I think it's the... I forget the name of the class, but the barbarian. Yeah, the barbarian. So you can go check that out if you want to see what that game plays like. It does seem super fun to play with other people. Like it seems like a cool co-op. game. Yeah. Well, and they didn't used to be on console either, which like I played Torchlight and Torchlight 2. And those were like Diablo inspired games that were on console was like their big sort of selling point was like mm-hmm. Diablo's not on console but here's games like it that are on console <laughs> but now of course Diablo's on console so uh but yeah I Overwatch I think is the only thing at BlizzCon that was super interesting to me cuz I don't really play any other Blizzard games How much about Overwatch lore are you familiar with not super i don't know a whole lot about the lore i just like i like playing the game like i will always come back for seasonal events and i'll play for like a couple weeks while those are active and then i just kind of like get into it for a little while and then i bounce off of it for a while so but in so overwatch is the name of like basically the the international team of heroes that are like going around the world saving people, right? Yeah. So like an Avengers initiative, you might say. Yes. But like in that cinematic trailer, Winston like jumps out of the thing and he's like, I'm going to help everybody. And then that lady police officer is like, that monkey just talked. Like, do people not know who Winston is? Yeah. So they, I, there was some event that happened where like Overwatch had basically broken up and dispersed and i don't know what each of the characters had been doing since then but like i don't think may was involved in the original overwatch which is why uh winston like introduces 
May to Tracer. Mm. They, so I don't know which of the characters were originally part of Overwatch and which ones are like Soldier 76, new. I know, was like an original member. Yeah. Well, so I think there was like Soldier 76 and Reaper, weren't they like part of some team that- Reaper's evil. Well, yeah, they like broke up eventually oh, and no. like Reaper went evil. There's like this one game mode. It's like one of the cooperative modes that like started and you're you play as Reaper and McCree. I think it was McCree. Is McCree good or bad? McCree's a good guy. Okay, good. And then there was uh what's her name? One of the healers, Moira. You so you have those three characters, I think. Was there a fourth in there? I don't remember. Mm. But anyway, this was like Black Sight or something like that. That was like before Overwatch, I want to say. And then like Reaper kind of turns evil. He like goes rogue. That's when I like, I don't know the history of all this. You would not want to ask me about (laughs) all of this, but what do you think about this? uh, Overwatch 2. Are you pro this? Are you anti? I think it's amazing, to be honest. Like, so when I play Overwatch, I usually just play the arcade modes. I don't get super competitive with like Mm -hmm. the um, competitive mode or even just like quick play. I'm not like crazy competitive about it, but I think they have fun arcade modes, especially during seasonal events. And the ones that I like are like Dr. Junkenstein's Revenge and... Mm -hmm. Uh, Retribution, which is the one I was trying to describe very poorly just a second ago. (laughs) And then Uprising was the other one. And the story that they're going to have now seems a little more connected to maybe Uprising because I feel like you're you're fighting those robots during that. But those are all cooperative events where they're sort of almost wave based. So it's very clear to me that not just from my experience, but like fans of Overwatch want more of that type of content because those seasonal events always do so well for them so it makes a lot of sense for them to make like co-op and like more story driven stuff like a bigger part of the game and i had heard a rumor i don't know if it's true but they like are somewhat limited by the tech of like their original overwatch game where they can't add too much more of that stuff so that's why they needed to make a second game a thing that blew my mind though and i think i am understanding this correctly is it's compatible with overwatch one yeah so that's the thing that really is everybody's kind of tripping over because it seems so crazy but apparently overwatch 2 players will be playing in pvp against overwatch one players which, so that means that Overwatch 2 has all the maps from Overwatch 1. Yeah, it ha- so it has all the maps and all the characters. So you'll get, if you're going to just keep playing Overwatch 1 because you don't care about co-op or story stuff and you just want to play PvP, like you'll still get the maps and the characters and supposedly all the updates that go along with that. So you don't have to really worry about that. But over- there's Overwatch 2 basically is going to, there's like a little bit of, remodeling of some of the characters there's some like updated visuals um but it's supposed to be compatible so it can't be too crazy a difference between one and two and then yeah they're just adding like a story mode and like hero missions that are supposed to be really replayable like cooperative stuff i'm into this it almost turns it into a little bit like a destiny where it like basically yeah. strike missions you play over and over again yeah but you're that's unlocking what I like different abilities or like uh perks for every character which seems crazy to me yeah that is gonna get really interesting i think 
as you play, you'll like level up your characters and you'll be able to unlock additional skills and like you'll have to watch like I link I'll link a video like Game Informer also has gameplay of one of the uh, story missions and I think they were talking about how they weren't sure if Blizzard wanted to sort of implement the extra abilities uh, and like the level up process if they wanted to implement that across like the hero missions and the story stuff it's not going to be in the PVP whatsoever so there's not going to be any difference mm. but one of the guys mentioned, and it's something that I thought about too, like at almost as soon as I saw it in the trailer was how kind of disappointing is it going to be when you get used to playing hero missions and you have these extra abilities that like, say, Reinhardt has for his like ult move, which is like a slam that sort of goes out in front of him when you level it up in the hero missions and now it's like this aoe thing that goes all around him and then you go back to playing regular pvp and you don't have that anymore and you have to like adjust to like okay this yeah, cool be stuff i had is gone simultaneous release on switch is it really i didn't i must have missed that part i believe that is true they did not have a release date so i i have no idea when this is coming do you think this is like kind of slapped together to get out in front of everyone hating Blizzard right now, just be like, hey, check this out. This is on the horizon. No, just because this stuff was leaking before all of that happened. Mm. So uh, I have the feeling that this was planned for a long time. Same with like the Di Diablo 4 stuff. I will check this out probably. What, what do you think the price point is? Because didn't Overwatch launch at like 30 bucks or something? Yeah, I think it was like 30 or 40 bucks, which... I can't expect Overwatch 2 is going to be more than that just because it's like half a game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll definitely play it just because I love Overwatch 1 so much. But And I'm like super into the idea of story and co-op missions. So I'm interested in full games for full price, Zach. Are you? So that's why I'm going to be purchasing Death Stranding when it comes out next week. Or actually this week. This week, yeah. On Friday, which is crazy you know what is crazy about this so i was at an airbnb over the weekend and because of that i watched television that has commercials and like <laughs> on network television i was seeing commercials for death stranding like long commercials for it really and that's something i was not expecting and then earlier today i watched something on hulu and i got more death stranding i mean i don't think it's targeted towards me necessarily i think people are they're marketing this like crazy yeah, and I think part of that is just because of, I mean, one, it's very marketable. It's got Norman Reedus oh, in yeah. it, but also it's like very cinematic. So it looks kind of like an animated movie and you're and you're kind of like, what is this? How are you feeling about this? Because the thing we have in the uh, show notes is that it's been getting mixed reviews. It's very polarizing. I, yeah, I mean... I kind of, I think it'll be the same once it releases for everyone else as well. I've heard the term walking simulator a lot, which I guess makes sense, but I, it's kind of, uh, this type of game makes me glad that I don't actually have to review this for like a strand oh, game, a strand game, because like how, how do you write in a review? I can see why people would like this, but it's not for me. And then, like, put a number score on it. Yeah. Because you're, like, being paid to give your opinion about something. So, But the thing is, like, you're going to see this wide 
disparity where some people are saying it's the best game of the year. It's like a game of the generation. It's a masterpiece. And then other people who are going to be like, it was like a lot of slow fetch quests and I found it boring and pretentious. Like, I don't know. So I kind of don't know what to make of it. And after reading the reviews, I'm even more confused. I'm even more confused about it and whether I actually want to play it or not. Do you foresee like do you think there's a world in which this is like a top contender like at the game awards is this going to be nominated for game of the year i can see it being nominated for sure one it's kojima so yeah and jeff Keeley is in it so that's a good point yeah he pretty much <laughs> he has final say on the game awards so I mean, there's it, like it, no reason is that wrong to that it will get nominated because no. he's in it <laughs> He's like, like cooking the books a little bit. but So you're definitely going to play it this weekend, right? Uh, Probably. I've been so like back and forth. After reading the reviews, I'm so confused. But I haven't read any reviews. And I'll, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I'm a person who is like was initially like I, didn't, I knew Kojima games were insane. But I recently, I guess it was like maybe last year, watched full playthroughs of Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2, which were just like mind-blowing to me and i don't know man i i like watching things and i feel like uh this game is going to be a lot of watching cutscenes. Uh, yeah and that has me kind of excited because i just want to see insane the insane plots that it comes up with it could be a movie actually and i would be fine with that yeah that's what i was gonna say i think i almost would rather it were a movie or even like a tv series like, if this was just a TV series starring Norman Reedus and, like, created by Hideo Kojima and, like, directed by Guillermo del Toro or mm. something like that, like, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I'm with you that I I, I kind of almost have to see the story play out, yeah. even if I just, like, watch it as a Let's Play or, like, somebody stream it, but... Well, and it's... I think it even... I feel like, man, maybe, was it this game or was it another game where there's, like... I read an article about the difficulty settings and one of the settings is basically just like, I just want to play oh, really? it. Like I don't want it to be hard at all. Uh, and I like, I might there play was, it I, on that. Honestly, yeah, if I play I'm it. thinking about that too. Like, I don't know. I'm, I want to know what these BTs are and like what's going on with America. It's, it just yeah. seems like such a crazy, it's definitely going to be in the zeitgeist as soon as it like goes live. And I, I want it to do well because I love Kojima as just like a creator yeah. and uh, I want him to, there, it seems like Sony is putting a lot of money towards marketing this. Also, we should talk about this, it's coming out on uh, personal computer next year. Yeah, they made that announcement fairly recently and that made me pause a second and go, wait, should I wait and get this on PC? But like by then, like all the talking about it will be done. Mm. I don't know. I probably will end up getting it on PS4. I don't have a PS4 Pro, so that maybe that is a negative. But mm. I think Digital Foundry put out a video. I should watch that and see how it's running on base PS4. But yeah, it's weird to read the reviews because you see a lot of stuff like, well, when you're not bored, you'll be frustrated by Death Stranding. But man, what a unique and fascinating experience. And then it'll be like 10 out of 10. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> How did we get there? <laughs> I don't know. I almost it's you're right that one Kojima is like he has like this crazy mind to be able to come up with something like this. And like I, I want to support it just based on the fact that like you're not going to see something like this anywhere else. 
Yeah. Like they're not going to make this as like a, a Hollywood movie because it's too out there and like they're afraid to take chances on something like this. So this this type of thing, even though you may want it only as a movie, could only exist as a video game, if that makes sense. And I want to see like they have talked briefly about like, oh, there's going to be innovative multiplayer stuff. And they kind of showed that off where like he was like peeing in that one uh, <laughs> gameplay video. And then yeah. they're like, well, maybe like a mushroom will appear here later. But only a select few people have been reviewing it. So maybe we haven't even seen the lengths to which the multiplayer is put into the game maybe like yeah, i mean there's a bunch of reviews out there and i think that is one of the most interesting things about the reviews that i've read is that like when you as you explore you may come across an area where you need like a bridge or something to cross from here to there and like you'll find that somebody had like laid down a ladder and left it for other people and so you kind of and you can rate that community contribution from whoever left it there so people will be getting likes on like something they built somewhere and it sort of gives you a sense of like even though you're kind of alone in this world you also feel connected because you know there are like other people out there also contributing which it, it kind of seems like the theme right where you're you're building these connections between people but I forget what all you can build. They showed like multiple things that you could build and some of them seemed helpful. And one of, one of the points was like, while you're always grateful to find that stuff, sometimes it would make it maybe easier than was intended for that particular part. Mm. So they weren't sure whether to call that a good or bad thing, but I, it's interesting. We should do a full podcast on it after we've played. I want, I don't, I am interested to the length of it because Definitely, I can play it this weekend, but then during the week, I'm probably going to be pretty tired during the nights, so I don't know when I'm going to finish it. It's possible you'll finish it before me, but uh, once we both complete it, we should do like a a big podcast on it. Yeah, I'm down for that because I think like we were talking about it before we started recording, but like Death Stranding is the only thing this week and then uh next week there are two games dropping there's star wars and pokemon so if we can like knock out death stranding this weekend and like first part of next week then we should definitely record a podcast about it let's get into pokemon sword and shield do you think this is real i think it is i'm pretty sure it is they say a pokedex has been leaked for like all the new pokemon but, like, some of these look very fake to me. Like, that <laughs> second version of Grookie, that Thwacky, looks like somebody made that in Blender in, like, 30 <laughs> minutes. That looks insanely bad. I mean, you're not wrong. It does look like somebody just Photoshopped that. Like, the head is the exact same as, like, Grookie. And then, like, the the body looks like, I don't know, somebody just used like green paint and they didn't even like shade it or anything it looks like it would be at home in like that show reboot do you remember that show reboot oh yeah like that's the level of cg effects we're working with here i mean some of these look i mean like this stonehenge guy looks real to me uh what else looks real to me all of the score bunny ones look very real but like the third iteration of sobble this intel <laughs> that also just looks like 
it does the art style doesn't look like Pokemon to me. It looks like something that someone just made in Blender in again like thirty minutes. You know. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read whether or not people are buying this, but it seems real. I want to say it's real. But yeah, I agree. Some of them look more like actual Pokemon than others. Like, like Mr. Mr. Rhyme looks real to me. One of them's just an apple. <laughs> That's called Applin. See, I don't know, man. Like, this is all cool, and some of this might very well be real. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean... But here's something else. Look at this. I mean, that penguin is called Askew, but then two lines down, there's another version of Askew that looks completely different. <laughs> The, What's the, that uh, about? What is that about? Is one male and one's female? I I don't know, man. Who can also, say what's going on? There's that Perserker, but the one to the left of that doesn't even have a name and looks like, what is that? It just looks like Meowth. They put like a beard on Meowth. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're coming up with good point. One of them is like a teacup with eyeballs and the other, the one next to it is just a teacup. With eyeballs on it. Those look real to me. But look at, like, go down to, like, third from the bottom. Runer Igus. That looks like something somebody drew in MS Paint. <laughs> like, it doesn't even look 3D to me. I mean, there's one of them in here that does not have a name looks like somebody drew it on, like, a napkin and took a photo of it, of yeah. the napkin. I don't know, man. Like, this dub wool. That is a uh, an evolution of Wulu looks real to me, but conversely, I don't know, man. That just that thwacky just does not seem like it's a real thing. If it is, that's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, there's like two versions of Applin. I don't know. I didn't read this article. Maybe they explain why some of these images are pretty terrible. I don't know, man. I hope that this is not the case because if that is, if Thwacky is real, also Thwacky is a bad name, but Thwacky. if Thwacky is real, that is a disgrace. Yeah, I mean, people have been complaining about like the designs of the Pokemon since this has been, this was announced. So I feel like, well, I mean, that like uh, Galarian version of coughing or whatever is a master stroke. The one where they have like, uh, stovepipe hats. That looks yeah. great. And also, Surfetched is amazing. Oh, yeah. Surfetched is awesome, for sure. And there was that dumb bird who shoots fish. Uh, where is that? What? Cramorant. Yeah, it's like a stupid-looking bird that can shoot a fish at you. <laughs> That's also great. Impidrim looks strange as well. Yeah, that doesn't look real to me. Like, also, some of these appear to be drawn, and some of them are 3D, which is also, like, that's weird. Like, why aren't they all uniform? I don't know, man. I am highly suspicious well, of this. Well, I don't, like, I don't know if somebody, like, somehow got different versions of, like, these things as files and then just, like, built this table mm. to leak or not. Or, because this does not seem official. You're definitely right about that. This is definitely not, like, a press image that the, that... Game Freak is like sending around to outlets for sure. No, for sure. Anyway, it's, I guess this will make more sense if uh, you link the picture we're looking at. But uh, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. It'll definitely be in the show notes. Should we talk about Destiny? Is it time to talk about Destiny again? Is the name of this uh, feature? Yeah. Well, that that was a name you came up with. It's true. 
yeah have have you been playing much Shadowkeep at all i have not i haven't had a lot of time just because school has been really ramping up and i've have this job and so i haven't gotten a chance to play i played like the first few story missions and then i have really just like completely dropped off which is kind of crazy like I've been keeping track of like uh, Destiny news. Like I know that like the tower is changing a little bit, which I think is super cool, and just like other lore things. Yeah. But uh, I have not really like fully taken a a dip in it yet. Have you? It's not a great time for you. You've been uh, real busy <laughs> the last few months, which it's is partially partially why we've not done a podcast for a long time. But but yeah, uh, I've played I played a bunch of it, and I, I'm realizing now why I tend to shift away from Destiny and have a hard time coming back is because they released the game in September, and I'm like super into it, and then like by October, so many other things start coming out that I want to play yeah. that I like just I shift away from Destiny to play other things, and a month or two later. The game has so many things added to it that I've missed mm-hmm. out on that I almost feel like maybe now is not the best time to come back to it. It's crazy because like it is it seems as though it's the game we've always wanted. It's just like there's so much of it and there's well, just so much other stuff to do. Yeah, it's like every week there's something new that they're adding and something new is going on. Which Definitely if this is like the only game you play, like you could feel great about not missing out on other things because you're gonna you like you're set as far as like having things to do but like i started playing Link's awakening and the outer worlds and luigi's mansion 3 and i just i haven't been back to to shadow keep in like several weeks i feel like so it's rough i'll say <laughs> to get back to it but i will say i i like it a lot i did I think I put out a video about it. I want to say I did. So you can get you like my full thoughts on it. I really enjoyed it when it came out and I definitely would like to jump back into it. I'd like to play more of it because I know they have like they did have a Halloween event going on. I don't know if that's still going on, but there was like a special like auto rifle you could get that came with that that i kind of wanted to get but (laughs) i got too busy doing other things yeah they i mean they really they're gearing it towards the hardcore which is what everyone wanted but because of that you you have to like log in more than once a week to like gain benefits yeah it just gets hard to like keep up with i think which makes me wonder if it's like bad for (laughs) like the common player but i'll be very interested to see if bungie has a presence at e3 at all this year like what is the roadmap forward Go, like is there going to be a destiny 3 or like what is going to happen with it you know i feel like they have to have a destiny 3 but i don't, unclear as to when that might happen <laughs> because like new consoles next year like next yeah. holiday season um are, are they just going to port destiny 2 to the new consoles or are is uh, that when good question destiny 3 is going to come out and it's going to be like a brand new world i'll be very interested to see that's also how do they make that transition from destiny 2 to destiny 3 like are they going to blow out our vault again and like we start over man i don't know they're in a, in a very weird position as far as like transitioning players to new games because they can't do that again they can't be like oh guess what all your stuff is destroyed again. Oh, not again. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, they would players be mad to. at them? You think they would? I don't know. I mean, it, like, do they want to rework all the supers again? 
I would love that, actually. Like, there are definitely elements that they need to, like, phase out. Like, I talked about a little bit about how much of a bummer it is to have this, like, cool new content. Well, it's, like, recycled content, but it's, like, new to Destiny 2. And you're like, I want to get those cool moon-themed weapons. And then you start playing it, and all the drops are, like, stuff from, like, weapons from the vanilla version of destiny Mm two, And you're like, I've had this gun drop like a thousand times for me. It's not interesting. They need to like phase out those, like do what the taken King did where all the new, the old weapons from the previous year got phased out. Mm -hmm. And suddenly we had all these new weapons and they need to like bring back the vendors. Like, um, I think I talked about this in my video about shadow keep. They, they I mean, it's, it's following that same path as Destiny 1 where, like, you know, Forsaken was, you know, this, like, insane game changer, much like Taken King was. And then what was the year three? It was, like, Rise of Rise Iron. Rise of Iron, yeah. Which was fine and cool, but it was also, like, not as big as Forsaken, which is kind of what Shadowkeep is. It's, like, it's cool. It's, you know, there's, like, a new area and stuff, and they've added some things. But it's also not, like, here's another Forsaken or Taken King level patch basically yeah which i mean i was fine with i liked rise of iron and i like shadow keep the thing is yeah. they were like rise of iron was very clearly a like this will hold you over until destiny 2 is ready right. sort of a thing whereas we don't know that that's the case with uh what we have right now but they're doing a better job now of like here's a new thing and here's a new thing the next week after that and in like a couple weeks, we're going to have a new season where new stuff is going to go on. Um, so they're doing better with that. So just like the week after week, like you had to be there, come back and uh, play this now while it's here because it'll be gone in like a week or two. That sort of thing is definitely better now than it was before. But yeah, they some of the bigger things need to change. Like they did it with uh, armor. That was obviously the where they were focusing and that needed to happen probably more so than weapons i mean obviously more than weapons but they still have problems where they they've like added these pinnacle weapons like mountaintop and recluse which are like still too powerful and they didn't really nerf them enough to make them not like still the best weapons that everyone Mm -hmm. uses all the time and there's not really a good way to do that without nerfing the class that they are which would ruin all SMGs and grenade launchers. So they they kind of like back themselves into a corner and like making a Destiny 3 would be a way to get out of that corner. They, you know need, what I mean? they need a new engine is the thing. Like I was so sure, I was so sure that Destiny 2 was going to be this like new engine where they built in all these things they couldn't do in Destiny 1. The back end was going to be so yeah. much more... Uh, configurable, yeah, and then you know who knows what happened behind the scenes, but it ended up being basically the same engine. I, I feel mean, like- it was updated. Yeah, there were those rumors that like they were having a lot of trouble with it, and that's why mm-hmm. updates and fixes to things were taking so long. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just like they got to change something. I feel like I'm trying to like on the spot figure out exactly what I want them to do, but I. I don't know. I mean, you it got was that it easy, right I guess on the they tip of your it. tongue. What is that one thing that would fix everything? 
I just, I want it to look different, I guess. <laughs> I want it to not be what it is right now. Like which part? Um, hmm. Like the visuals, you mean? I don't know. Like the way the supers work and everything? Mm, I'm not sure like what I want, but I want it to be like they're going in the right direction. Remember how in Destiny 1, there was that giant page of basically perks that you were slowly unlocking and you could customize your person now they have sort of nodes they have like a node based thing mm-hmm. but like i don't really actually i don't know what i want i want i just want it to i want it to visibly be a different engine you know yeah in some way i don't want it to look exactly like Destiny like when they go to two. destiny 3 you don't want it to be like well if you if i didn't see the the title on this i would have thought it was destiny 2 so yes I want, like, I'm not asking for a different art style specifically, but I would like, I'm trying to think of a good example, uh, like, Doom 3 was an okay game. Uh, it had faults. You couldn't hold the flashlight and a gun at the same time, but it was, like, a decent game. But then, like, Doom 2016 came out, and that's, like, very obviously a step in the right direction of, like, a, a very good game. I'm looking for something where you can say Destiny 1 and 2 are great games, but... Destiny 3 looks and just plays a little bit. I mean, the game, the gunplay has always been good in Destiny, but I don't know. I'm trying to like form my thoughts and I'm very tired and I can't figure out exactly what I'm trying to say. I I wouldn't mind it if they reworked things so there was more of like an RPG style like skill tree that you could work through. And like, here's a crazy thought. What if instead of having multiple subclasses or not necessarily multiple subclasses, but like multiple um, supers with the different nodes. If you like could double down on them and like have way more variety to how you could build out like one of the subclasses. That sounds great to me as a big mass effect fan, like playing with biotics where you can like, you're literally throwing these crazy powers around Part of me has always wanted Destiny to be a little bit more like that, where you're either throwing these crazy biotics around or you're more of an engineer and you have these like tech abilities. But the I don't want it to just be Mass Effect either. I want it to still be Destiny. So I don't I don't I also don't know what I want out of Destiny three, but I don't know, man. Like with them talking I... about it being more of an actual RPG MMO, like I almost think Destiny three needs to make some fairly big changes um, just because I want it to be more story driven and to have more like character interaction. Let's go full mass effect. The destiny three is earth. Uh, I don't know blows up and like all guardians escape in their own ships. So your ship now becomes your home base, but you can dock with basically <laughs> like a citadel type thing. No, the the big, what is that thing called? Uh, what's that white ball called? Traveler. The Traveler opens up and it is a citadel basically. And well, we you don't can know much there. about the Traveler to be true. honest. They probably don't know much about it either. Uh, <laughs> but like your ship is now, like there is a thing where you're going, you're driving around. You're not really in orbit anymore. You're going around like Mass Effect style, moving your ship around. Wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, that's almost what Warframe is, where like you don't really have like a hub area. Well, I they probably do now, but like 
back when I originally played Warframe, instead of having like a big hub area where you ran around and you would like you throw stuff into your vault and then you would grab some bounties and leave again, you were like in a ship basically and you would walk around and you could like craft these upgrades and craft new frames and stuff like that, which would basically change your class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could do something like that where you like. That's how they solve the vault thing. Also, is Earth blows up? That's where your vault is. You're you just have your ship. I would be totally okay with that. Yeah, and if they like expanded it so your ship was more like the Normandy rather than just like exactly. a one person thing. <laughs> or yeah, what if it's like. Yeah, what if it's not just your ship? What if it's like a Battlestar Galactic type th- type thing where it's a, uh, you know, all like basically um what was uh who who invented the geth? The Corians? Yeah, what if it's like Corian type thing where there's like a mass exodus from You're Earth in like for a whatever flotilla. Reason. Exactly. What if it just is Mass Effect? <laughs> what if it was Mass Effect? What if what if Bungie bought Mass Effect from BioWare and this made a real Mass Effect game, I think we've cracked a it. real next gen Mass Effect game, and Bioware was no longer in the picture. There, I think that would be great. I think I just want to play another Mass Effect. Is what I'm saying. What I'm realizing out of all of this. I mean, yeah, I do as well. And so I actually thought long and hard about this one time. Like I was, I was going for a walk, and I was thinking, I was like, you know what the real problem with destiny is and their like storytelling problems is they do a terrible job of making you feel like you're in livable spaces Mm -hmm. like that's the huge differentiator between destiny and mass effect when you're in mass effect and you go to the citadel and you run around there's so many npcs and you can talk to a bunch of them there's just a lot of people and you look around you're like People live here. This looks like a place (laughs) where people live. When you go to like any of the locations in Mass Effect, there are places where there are people and it looks like people live there. It looks like a real lived in space. Whereas when you go anywhere in Destiny, like pick any of the patrol spaces, it's just wide open blank spaces where there's Mm -hmm. nothing there. You're like, okay, I see what you did here. You made a little sandbox for people to shoot stuff in that just respawns immediately. Like nobody lives there. So uh, you're like a guardian who protects people, but I've never seen any evidence that people actually exist in the universe. Tony, man, you're on a flotilla and you actually like see people moving around and talk you don't just like literally phase through them like you did in (laughs) destiny one yeah so they they need to do a lot more of that like i think they got a little bit better with that with like the the dreaming city you actually saw like the people that like soldiers there that were like fighting but i don't know you need to like it needs to feel like you're doing something for someone because think of like the same with Skyrim, right? You go to, uh, what was that place? Whiterun. And there's like people in this town and you talk to them. And as soon as you walk like right out the front gate, there's like enemies that you can fight. But you you know, like, okay, I just left those people. Better take care of these bad guys here or they might hurt the people there. I'll be that's, a hero. It's the other thing about Destiny is all of the NPCs are vendors you know yeah like there's not just an npc who's chilling out like oh there's richard he's always hanging out by that giant ball it's just like well this is a new person in the tower 
here are all the quests they can give you and they can sell you these specific items, you know? Yeah, and what if the NPCs that you can meet in these spaces where they actually live in like a patrol space could give you what would be a what would amount to a bounty but it's like hey i'm struggling to feed my family here go kill some enemies and i don't know maybe give me a thing once you pick it up there and then like they'll reward you with uh, like some currency or planetary materials or something because that would make a lot more sense and would make connect you to the world and the universe far better than just going to zavala and him giving you a like get 10 kills with rocket launchers <laughs> and strikes you know what i mean like that yeah that does nothing for me i'll be interested to see i i don't know if destiny 3 is still the same engine as destiny 1 and 2 i don't know man this is that same problem we had when they unveiled that uh like starfield and elder scrolls 6 were going to be on the same engine that like the previous elder scrolls games were on where it's just like i don't want to have to open a door and then look at a mod like a, a, a game model and just like spin it around for a second in a black void and then be in that house you know <laughs> yeah hopefully that's not what those games end up being i would hate that like <laughs> that would be terrible <laughs> it, it would be it would, it would be like the games have not grown in like what 10 years I, however long it's been they need eight years i want upgrade i know it's like asking a lot to build a new engine from scratch but like i don't know man i definitely think they need especially like next gen i mean they're gonna be much more powerful the next gen consoles like let's go back to mass effect like mass effect one was a great game but you could you could you could tell you could definitely tell they changed so much stuff in death and uh mass effect 2 it felt like a completely different game almost it did yes yeah, definitely the combat felt entirely different oh yeah they like changed the way the weapons work like you actually reloaded them instead of having them just like cool down heat sinks yeah yeah even the camera was like tighter and i felt like the movement was cleaner it was yeah the movement was much cleaner and the like, mako was gone yeah they they got rid of that so Wait, did they get rid of the Mako? Was that two or three they got rid of the Mako? It was two, but they there was like a mission. I think it was like one of the DLCs. They brought back some ship that you could like, that was like half ground vehicle, half air vehicle. It was weird. I don't know. I I would love a complete rework for Destiny 3, but I guess we'll see. We should talk more. We should, uh, you've been playing a lot of games we need to get to. Yeah, we don't have to talk a lot about Link's Awakening because that's been out a while. I did put a, out a belated like thoughts slash impressions video i need to come up with something better to call those because they're not like full-on reviews and i don't know if impressions necessarily gets across what i'm trying to do with them i don't know what else to call them so i just call them impressions videos but i did (laughs) one for Link's awakening uh did you play this game at all yes i got all the way to the eagle's tower and then I got busy and stopped for a couple of weeks, but I I really want to go back to it because I feel like I'm close to the end. Am I close to the end? You are. Well, I guess it depends on which order you decided to tackle things. And I realized I think I missed one of the dungeons because I think, isn't there like a color dungeon that was added for the DX release or whatever they did of Link's Awakening on Game Boy Color? I don't know. Maybe I missed that too because I have not, I don't know that I've found that. 
I couldn't find. I don't know where it is if it's on the map <laughs> somewhere. But I completed the game regardless. So <laughs> yeah, you're pretty close. I think that was like the second to last dungeon that I did before I finished. The so game. I just need to hunker down and figure it out because like. I was so the eagle one is the one where you're like bouncing those balls into pillars to break stuff, and I was yeah. having a lot of trouble finding the third that pillar. Was, that was the worst part, honestly. That they needed to change that dungeon because that was not a fun. The, that was definitely the worst dungeon. Throwing mm-hmm. the that ball into the pillars to break them, you have to do that like two different times, and it's a little. I had to look up a guide to figure out where I was supposed to go. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, like, I like the art style a I lot. I love the art style, yeah. And I like the the music and how they updated things without really changing it. But I think because of that, it shouldn't have been 60 bucks. I think it should have been, like, 30 to 40 bucks. Yeah, I agree. It was overpriced, but it was very it was very good. What about the Outer Worlds? I have really been wanting to play that. I just have not had time. Well, this actually, based on what you just said and during our talking about destiny segment this is the game for you because it's basically mass effect meets fallout mm, um, now you're speaking my language so yeah uh, did you i don't know if you saw my uh i did i watched video. it it made me really want to play it and also it's on switch so i feel like why wouldn't i, I don't know get if it on it's switch? Come out on switch yet but oh is it not i may i don't know if they were simultaneous releases or not but it's coming to switch and it would be great on switch i uh i was surprised at how short it is not in like a it feels too short but in a like as someone who played fire emblem three houses over the summer and (laughs) did a video where i talked about how you would have to play it three or four times to see everything that that game has to offer Mm -hmm. um that game is way too long like at least right now i have no desire to play that again because it was so long but the outer worlds is like Short enough that I can definitely see myself making multiple playthroughs because it's not such a time commitment. Like 10 hours? I I mean, I don't remember how, exactly how long I took. They say, like, if you're trying to do everything, it's like a good 30 to 40 hours. But if That's you're, not bad at all. But if you're just mainlining the main story, it's probably closer to, like, 8 to 12, somewhere in there. Oh, wow. And I actually ran into a couple of glitches. So if you are playing the game where you're planning to, watch out for two things. One, um, one of the companions that you can add to your team, uh, Nyoka, I think is her name. I went there and tried to talk to her, and she's supposed to give you a little like side quest um, in order because she's like uh, this alcoholic hunter person, and so she needs to like sober up. And you're supposed to go get some drug that's going to help her do that. and But, like, she asks you to go do it, but then the quest doesn't pop into your quest log. So you mm. can't actually go do it, which means you can't recruit her. And since this is, like, tied to a main story quest, I was like, I think my playthrough is screwed and I have to start over. But you can actually work around that by – because you're supposed to meet up with her, team up with her, and then she'll, like – take you to this place and you guys will like go through this mission at this one location on uh, that particular planet if you just proceed and go do the mission without her it it counts and it completes and so you can (laughs) just continue playing the game without her and that's what i ended up having to do what was the second glitch uh well first of all it is kind of a bummer that you can't add one of the companions because there are like companion quests so that did limit the amount of quests that i could possibly do 
Um, but yeah, the second quest is right at the end, at like the climax of the main storyline. You like go hack a terminal to open a door and you see a guy you're supposed to talk to standing in front of a camera. And when you go to enter the room to talk to him, as soon as it would do what would be like grab the screen and pull it in so you're in like dialogue now, that like causes the game to just like hard crash. Oh no. <laughs> so there, there's another workaround to that where if you like go around to a different entrance, you can enter the room on the other side of the room and it doesn't crash for some reason. So that's what I ended that's, up doing. <laughs> that's crazy. It's It's really weird, but so yeah, there are two like pretty big bugs that they need to fix but there is like a workaround for them so it won't like ruin your playthrough what kind of build did you go for uh i went for a hodgepodge (laughs) um i like i heard it was really powerful to get first of all they have like these science weapons that you can get that are really cool and have these special effects they're probably the closest thing to like exotic weapons that you can find And one of them is like a melee hammer that is like crazy powerful that if you like really spec into melee, you can basically one shot everything. Um, I did not do that, but that is one thing that I might do next time. Uh, But no, I went for uh, I basically specced into intelligence and like engineering and science and uh charisma because i wanted to like talk through things and like Mm -hmm. hack stuff that sounds like what i want to do yeah yeah so uh, i definitely felt like i had an advantage in the early going because i had went that direction because i was able to like i had all these speech checks that i was able to clear and i also had like i could hack stuff and lockpick stuff in order to get through things that would have been like a roadblock otherwise Mm mm-hmm so I think that's a good way to go. You've also been playing Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3, you were saying. That's something else I want to check out, but I, again, have just, like, been swamped. Yeah, uh, I did two videos on that now. I was surprised on how long Luigi's Mansion 3 is. There's, like, 15 floors and two, like, basement-level floors. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the way the game is set up, you can't go to the next floor until you've beaten the boss for the previous floor. And they've sort of built an amusement park in layers in like a hotel is what it is. It's like each floor is a different themed land. Like there's what was it? There was like a a desert sort of Egyptian land. There was like a Jurassic Museum land. And there was um, there was like a jungle land and like a castle with like knights and swords and shields land. And it's really fun. It's really clever. I thought it had a nice sense of humor to it. Um, I likened it to what was my comparison? I said it's basically so if Tim Burton directed a Pixar movie (laughs) in the Mario Brothers universe. That sounds great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I thought the the cooperative multiplayer mode was pretty fun, too. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it, but I enjoyed it enough to do a video on it. So. I, I highly recommend it. I don't know where I'm going to rank it at the like end of the year, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's something I might pick up over Christmas break just to like, I don't know, it feels like something I would totally get into, something I could play with my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a great co-op game because you get to play Luigi and she would get to play Gooigi. 
That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and there's also like a, a competitive mode that's like local only, Ooh. up to like eight players on the same system. That's called Scream Park, and it's kind of I I feel like they're sort of Mario Party style mini games, but yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. But yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. Like you get like a group of people together and play a bunch of stuff. So I have been playing a game, Zach. What is it? I'm very curious. So I don't have a ton of time to do stuff, but I I bought that ring fit. Oh, did you? I did. For, uh, me and my girlfriend are doing it to try to get fit. Tell me about this. I'm very curious. I, I have only heard very little about this. It's crazy how strong the ring is because they really like, they want you to like stretch it and like jam on it and stuff, but... uh it's really cool. I like it. It's actually a pretty good workout and you can like test your heart rate with the little IR monitor thing on the Joy-Con and it like it opens up pretty regularly. Like pretty much each world they're introducing new things. Uh so like the first I feel like the first two worlds you're pretty much just like okay, you run into a thing, do a bunch of exercises until it dies. But I want to say it's the third world. It starts being like, well, these specific exercises are this color, so you need to match them with these bad guys. And then there's just like a whole other, like there's so many, it gets kind of complex, which is fun. And the fact that it like tracks you every time you do it, because again, like I don't have a ton of time to play games, but if I do this like maybe twice a week, it like is tracking it and I it's almost like playing episodic games because I try to like do one world or like half a world or something and I come back to it and it's like uh, I'm like seeing my progress. You almost have to like take it back to a more basic level because uh, so you're you're putting a Joy-Con in a little ring. You're putting one in a ring and one you're strapping to your left leg. Whoa. And it's crazy like how the it's like pretty good fidelity as far as the tracking like because as you're you like jog in place to move forward and like you really like the level at which you're jogging that is how fast you're going and like you're moving the ring around to like if you pull on it you can like suck stuff up and if you push on it then you like shoot out a gust of air which like if you aim down you like you shoot up into the air so you can like jump over things but like it's crazy it does feel like one to one when you're moving the ring around and like sucking stuff up and pushing things and like at the end of every level, you do like a victory pose thing where you like start down and then you go all the way up and it's like, I don't know, I really like it. It's uh, it's very engaging. Is this theme to like a Nintendo property at all or is this just like generic? Generic. Although I did hear that it's made in the Breath of the Wild engine. Really? That's interesting. But it is just super generic. It's <laughs> Literally the story is like you find the ring and he's like, hey, you're new here this is what's going on <laughs> and you have just like a come into this land and basically the story is like this dragon this super ripped dragon was trapped in this ring for a super long time and then he you you know he, he busts out and then you and the ring have to basically get him again because it, like he works out so much it makes people evil <laughs> yeah this sounds vaguely similar when back when connect on the 360 was a thing i had this like mm. workout game that i cannot remember the name of and it would like obviously it was use the camera to like watch you and your movements and it would like it would be able to identify whether you were doing a workout correctly so it would like sort of help you with form 
and it would have all these different workout programs that you could do. It actually worked really well. Like I would, I got good workouts out of it. So I was uh, always impressed with like video games ability to like create a workout routine. And yeah. And you can like, you can tailor it pretty well. Like you do, you kind of calibrate it and then they're like, well, this is what we think your difficulty should be, but do you want to go like for a hard workout or like kind of a light workout? And then you can change that at any time. Do you need like a lot of space to play this? I would say yes, because you are like some of the things you're like waving around and there is like a, a warning at the beginning, like make sure you, if you're like, if your feet are planted, if you move your arms around, you're not touching anything, which thankfully I have like some space in front of my TV, but yeah, this is like not a thing you can play like standing in front of your computer probably you're like in a computer chair okay i was curious about that you need you definitely need some space yeah but that's cool uh, that gives me one other thing that i should look into for sure it is 80 dollars. is it really oh because you yeah. have to buy the ring yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little expensive but does the ring feel durable like it's oh yeah it feels crazy durable i don't know what it's made of but it's like i because one of the things you do is like after you do a, an exercise, it's like, okay, they're going to attack you. It's time for ab guard, where basically you turn the ring on its side and kind of just like press it against your abs. And you can look like I squeeze down on that thing and it does not feel like it always pops back into place. It is durable. That's good. If you're going to spend that much on it, hopefully it's durable. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, coming out this Friday is Death Stranding. We're both going to try to oh, play yeah. that this weekend and hopefully Definitely. we'll be able to do a podcast about it next week and then next friday so friday after this friday is star wars jedi fallen order and pokemon sword and shield do you think you'll play either of those i'll get pokemon sword and shield for sure but i probably will just watch my girlfriend play it i don't know about fallen order it looks cool to me but i'm wondering if i'm just going to be finishing up death stranding or not I was going to say, I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic about Fallen Order. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. super hot on it. But because it is an EA game and I have, what is that service called? EA Play? I forget the name of it. It's, like, tied to Origin. It's, like, Origin Premiere or something like that. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. But I will be able to download that and play it without paying for it. So I probably will. And then, yeah, I'll definitely play Pokemon Sword and Shield. So we can definitely talk about those games. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know if I'm going to enjoy Star Wars or not. It Why lo- not? Because it, it looks, the combat kind of doesn't look that interesting to me, to be honest. It Because it is sort of vaguely Dark Soulsy in that yeah. it's a little bit slower and it involves a lot of dodging and rolling. But the thing is you're like, you're holding a lightsaber. And so I've seen like video of the main character going up against one of those droids from rogue one. I forget like K two S O I think was his name. And if this was really the star Wars universe and you were holding a lightsaber and one of those robots came at you. And if you just like swiped at its arm and it's a leg, like you're done. Game, game over for the droid but that because <laughs> this is a game uh, that's not how it can work they have to like so you're like swiping and hitting it and like you're just sort of leaving a a little like burn line across it and it's just it, it's kind of one of those weird things a little bit like um the division where you're mm. like shooting a dude in like a t-800 
t-shirt like with 60 bullets and it's just not killing him (laughs) it is like taken out of the experience after a while but i don't know maybe once i play it i'll feel differently about it because i've heard that it's also a little mass effecty in that you have like a ship where you can go in and you can like sort of go to different planets and you can sort of pick and choose which you want to go to first and when you get there you can sort of you'll take on all these missions or whatever so it it sounds like that kind of thing is maybe a little more up my alley I just I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it as much as other people but anyway uh do you have any parting wisdom for us um Airbnb is a great service and if you're going somewhere don't stay at a hotel always look for Airbnbs that is pretty good advice, yes. Also, heated blankets are great. You have a heated blanket now? I got a heated blanket for the, uh, for the winter, and let me tell you, it's a game changer. Like, I can put my AC at, like, 60-something degrees to save electricity and get into bed, and just, it feels amazing. I do like it to be cold when I'm going to sleep. I, I would rather be cold and try to stay warm under covers than be hot. I'm telling you, man, it's changed my life. Well, maybe I'll ask for one for Christmas, along with that <laughs> Ring Fit game. Yeah, man. But anyway, follow us on Twitter at Starside Cafe. Follow our Instagram. I think it's just Starside Cafe. I think it is, yeah. Every now and then I'll post some video on there of something I've been playing. But uh, yeah, go check out our YouTube channel. There's videos up about Luigi's Mansion 3 and The Outer Worlds. If you're interested in those games, if you've been playing those games... Tell us about it. Send us an email at starsidecafe at gmail.com and we'll catch you on the next one. Get ready for some Death Stranding coverage next week or the week after when we finish it. Very exciting. But yeah, we'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.